I'm Chris Persiain and joined by Kayla Wenzel, and we are honored to be joined now by Brian Mahoney. Uh, Brian, I, I can't even begin to try to introduce you fairly, but to give it a shot, NBA writer for the Associated Press, uh, Knicks, Nets, USAB. Um, we're, we're so glad to have you on and to grab your perspective on, on both local teams and, and the playoffs. How are you? I'm good, thanks. It was a fun year locally this year with, with two playoff teams. We haven't had that too often in my years doing this. It's It was a fun year for me as a Nick fan. Uh, I'll, I'll admit it right off the bat that, uh, that, that this was indeed one heck of a year uh, for me. I, I almost want to just start right there um, and, and to expand to both teams, just the city of New York. Uh, basketball those two things will be tied forever what was special about this season this year um this you know the two playoff campaigns was was what you've stated but there was a there was an energy uh, as someone who was in the Bronx in the air this season that was different how would you describe that there, there, there was and uh, you know obviously with everything that New York went through over the last year uh uh, you know, just having something to kind of celebrate. And the, everyone, the Nets were going to be good all along. I think people knew that. Uh, but the Knicks was a complete surprise. Uh, none of us saw that coming. And, uh, you know, when they were able to open up to having crowds again and then expand the crowds in time for the playoffs, uh, you know, game one of the Knicks series uh, was one of the best atmospheres I've ever been in. Uh, you know, the, the, just such a joy, people being out again, people seeing the Knicks in the playoffs again. Uh, you know, you had chills just being there. It was really something. Yeah, the energy in New York is certainly getting better. It's getting back to normal. It feels like things are starting to come back. So just keeping it local with the Knicks and the Nets, what are some specific things? I know this is obviously very early, but what are some specific things that you'd like to see them be doing in the offseason to prepare for next season? I mean, it was a successful year for both of them. I mean, they're not in the finals, but I would say largely considered it's been a really great year for them. So what are some things you want to see them do to continue to improve on that? Yeah, I mean, they both kind of know what they need to do. I think the Knicks challenge is a little bit harder. The Knicks need to get another star-type player. I think we saw that in the playoff series. Uh, you know, when, when Atlanta was able to contain Julius Randle, they didn't have that second guy who could step up. You know, there's going to be players out there, but those are hard to get. The Nets, of course, have their superstars. They just have to, uh, you know, fill out the bench around them. We saw in the playoffs when Harden was hurt and Kyrie Irving was hurt, there wasn't a lot of stuff around uh, you know, Kevin Durant, they need to kind of find guys who Steve Nash is confident in off the bench and uh, plenty of guys who want to come play with those guys. So they should be able to do that. Again, I mentioned I was a, a Nick fan, but I will I will ask a question about um, our friends in Brooklyn. <laughs> do you think that watching this Clippers team right now, um, watching the chemistry related struggles that this squad had last year, kind of maybe as a facet of being a, hey, Kawhi and Paul George, go do stuff, team. Um, did, did you kind of notice that this year with Brooklyn? Did you think that there was a lack of work experience factor um, in terms of just these guys sharing a, an office space together? It, it's a challenge in the same way it was for the Clippers last year and that this was such a weird season. You didn't have the full time to get to know each other, to get to – now, obviously, these guys have a relationship. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant and James Harden played together 
Durant and Kyrie are friends. They played in the Olympics together. They, they do have that, but you don't have the course of the whole season to go through road trips and go out. You know, you couldn't go to dinners together, all that kind of stuff where you can, you know, get all the other guys included with you. So certainly we saw it happen to the Clippers last year. It's a good point. And we saw it happen to the Nets here. It's there's only so much you can do on a basketball court. There's all the other stuff that goes into it that they lost time to do. Right. And so kind of keeping within NBA playoffs yesterday, the Bucks defeated the Hawks. What are your thoughts on this series? How do you see this kind of continuing to shape out? And the Bucks beat the Nets. So do you, my mom always told me to root for the person that beat you. <laughs> so, so are you hoping that the Bucks pull it out over the Hawks? Or what are your feelings about this? Uh, that's always been tough advice. So sometimes mom's right. Sometimes I don't know on that one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, I think the Bucks are the better team. Uh, you know, I think, you know, they're just so big up front, obviously with Giannis and then Brooke Lopez up there. And, uh, you know, they don't always defend great. Sometimes I think they rely on their offense a little too much. They were the highest scoring team in the league. But, you know, when they lock in like they did last night, uh, I think they can take away a lot of Atlanta's stuff. And I think they should win that series. Uh, you know, when Giannis goes to the basket the way he did, there's no stopping him anywhere in the league. So uh, it just if they, if they play smart and play the right way, they should win that series. But Atlanta, look, they, you know, won on the road in New York. They did it in Philadelphia. You know, we shouldn't rule this team out. They were the best team in the East record-wise for a lot of the season after March when they made the coaching change. So it's a good team right there. But I think the Bucs are a little better. Kind of a two-parter here. Uh, I'll, I'll, actually, I'll start and say I'm definitely rooting for Milwaukee as a, a fan of a team that was defeated by Atlanta. Um, can't stand Trey Young, so <laughs> I, I might have to disagree with your mom there, Kayla. Um, I want to ask first about the four teams that are remaining which of the four kind of feels to you like this year's champion? And then um, wanted to ask about how th the fact that there's no LeBron, there's no KD, there's no Steph, and, you know, unfortunately no Kawhi, um, this playoffs has kind of felt like a, a passing of the torch playoffs from the LeBron, KD, Curry generation to spider bucker tatum uh zion didn't make it but that that's his those are his his guys his age are you feeling that passing of the torch vibe as well it'll be interesting because you want to say in some aspects it feels like that but then you have to sort of say lebron won't make it back and it's uh, to me a little early to rule him out of it but at the same time yes you can kind of see like this is some of these guys' time, like you say, you look at a Devin Booker and you look at a Trey Young who wasn't in the playoffs before, and all of a sudden, all you know, Aiton had a great is having a great playoffs. All these guys who are in the you know between 25 and 30 years old uh, are kind of making a great breakthrough. So I, I hope it continues. Uh, you know, we need more fans to get to know these guys and see how great they are. Uh, but as far as your first question, you know, I think Milwaukee has a profile of that kind of team where. They had kind of the heartbreak two years in a row, having the best record in the league, not getting to the finals. And then they sort of upgrade their team a little bit. They make the trade for Drew Holiday, sort of to be their last piece. Uh, so if you had to look at kind of who fits the profile of the teams left, that's this is their year. Milwaukee seems to be the one I would pick up those four. Right. right. Follow, following along with Milwaukee, I got to know about Giannis. Um, we, we have debates on this very show on one-on-one -on -one nightly on Wednesdays about whether Giannis is, to, to use my favorite terms, a Batman or a Robin. <laughs> um, 
I've got to know your thoughts because the the Anthony Davis fan club was telling me for a while that AD was a better player. I was like, eh, but now Giannis struggled. What, what do you make of Giannis? What do you make of his role, his his skill that people like to debate? Um, just the two-time MVP is, is a little more controversial than your average two-time MVP, I think. I, I think he is a Batman. And I, I think he cares enough to improve. Like Giannis could just play the same game he has now for the rest of his career and average 20 and 10 and have a good record and all that stuff. He's just that good athletically. But I think he wants to improve his shooting. I think he wants to become a better teammate, a better playmaker, all that stuff. He just seems to be that kind of guy to me. And there are some guys, look, who don't. Uh, there are some guys who, what they are now, they're fine being that. Uh, they get a lot of money and they, you know, get a lot of success and a lot of fanfare and all that. So that's fine for them. But I just don't think Giannis is that kind of guy. And I think it will pay off for him as his career goes on. Right. And kind of moving over now into the Suns Clippers series, who do you think is better out of that, out of that series? So Chris Paul just came back. He had a bit of a lackluster performance the other day. So what do you think, who do you think is going to come out victorious within those two? I think the Suns are in better shape for in a lot of reasons, obviously with Kawhi not being there. Uh, the Clippers also don't have Serge Ibaka's hurt, who oh. would have been very important in the series. I think playing against DeAndre Ayton for Phoenix is playing, I think the best basketball of his career in these playoffs uh, so the Suns, I think, have a lot going for them with now, look, you know, the Chris Paul thing was bad timing, but they won those two games when he was out, which was important. So assuming, you know, Devin Booker is OK with the nose and, you know, shakes off that bad game the other night, Chris Paul gets back, you know, in good condition after being out. I think there's a lot more to like about the Suns, uh, you know, can't rule out the Clippers. We've seen them come back from 0-2, two rounds in a row. So they're certainly confident. But uh, overall situation right now, I think the Suns have more going for them. Absolutely. I, I wanted to get a little towards the offseason before we look towards wrapping up here. Um, the the Knicks and the Nets, we mentioned their offseason strategies. There's a there's a team in the Atlantic division, though, who came to mind um, not to name names, but you were you were making a point about type types of players and uh, someone on a five year, one hundred fifty eight million dollar extension wearing red, white, and blue came right to mind. Do you think Ben Simmons is on the move this offseason? Very perceptive, uh, Chris. Yes, that's exactly the kind of player we're talking about. Does, you know, look, Ben Simmons is fine the way he is, uh, but does he want to be better? And if he does, he can fix that stuff. But, uh, you know, I think they have to listen to offers, uh, which, you know, they're going to say listen to offers every time. Uh, no matter who the player is, everybody can be traded. But, the key is not to just give him away now, not to say, oh, my gosh, he was terrible. We, we got to get rid of him. Uh, he's still an elite player, uh, just a flawed player. And if they get a great deal for him, you move him. Uh, but if you don't, you say, OK, well, we just have to hope that he wants to address his issues and really put the time in and work. And if he does, look, he's already an all-star player and an awesome defensive player, uh, plays on a fast break, fantastic. And you know, he's got to fix one thing. It's just a matter of it's a lot of time in the gym to do that. And is he that guy to do it? I think Daryl Morey is asking himself a lot of the same questions that you just posed right now, uh, because that's a lot of money to be paying while you are finding out the answer to those questions. Um, I I've got to throw this in one more geographically, seemingly random direction. We're going to bring it all the way down south now. Dallas, Texas, the home of 
Um, I'm going to be frank for me, happily, a lot of chaos, uh, as the, as a fan of the team that owns two of their first round picks, I have to be honest and say that all this fallout is, uh, is popcorn material for me, but with, with bringing in Harrison kid, these new moves, this new look Mavs team, uh, trying to appease Luka Doncic. What do you make of this situation in Dallas? I mean, it's just complicated to say the least. It's been surprising as an outsider. Maybe people who were around the team saw some of this coming, but obviously I did not. Uh, you know, they've been, you know, stability for such a long time. Rick Carlisle been there forever, Donnie Nelson forever. And to see him go within days of each other uh, is, is really strange. And, you know, look, they have obviously a superstar in Luka and Jason Kidd, I think, is shown to be a good coach in the NBA and uh, should address some of their issues defensively maybe, but all kind of weird. And, uh, you know, eventually maybe we find out why all this is happening so suddenly. But in the meantime, you just kind of hope for their sake they can steer it through. But if you're looking for chaos in Dallas as you are, you certainly got it right now. The coaching market, uh, even with Kid off of it, is is really full still, I, I feel like, of, of candidates who have paid their dues uh, as assistants or, or who are qualified enough. Um with, with Chauncey Billups going to Portland, it seems Rick Carlisle going to the Pacers. The the market's been, you know, like, like kid having some top candidates plucked from it. Uh, who are some of your favorite remaining coaching candidates? Just as a little nod to our off season segment later in the show uh, for the available positions. Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned Mike D'Antoni. I would certainly, you know, as two-time coach of the year, uh, you know, a guy like that, I would certainly want to bring in. And, uh, you know, staying with the Nets, Jock Vaughn, I think he did a great job at the end of last season when he took over. He's been a head coach before, and it wasn't on a talented team in Orlando, but uh, he showed last year, I think, how good a coach he is. So this is, like you say, there's so many openings this year. There's a nice mix of, you know, guys who have coached before who were out there and also guys who, you know, first time get their shot uh, like Boston is doing. Uh, so, uh, you know, when the quarter of the league essentially has jobs, there's going to be great opportunities. And, you know, somebody's, you know, Indiana made a bad move last year. Uh, you would think this year is going to be better bringing in Rick Carlisle. And if it is, that's a talented team. But coach makes a big difference, obviously, <laughs> very an understatement there. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think I might advise our betting listeners to look at some Pacers playoff odds because I can't see Carlisle um can't see Carlisle going going out like that I I liked him for the Bucks job um and I'm and I'm curious to hear as well a final thought about <laughs> coach Budenholzer uh and, and whether you think they should replace him just because we've talked so much Giannis um but I I did like this coaching market and I think there are still some good candidates available too as you mentioned Vanterpool Mosley uh some good guys around the league but before we wrap up coach Bud uh Brian if if you're Milwaukee are you are you done with him I would not be uh you know you're still talking about no matter what happens in this series you know two Eastern Conference finals in the last three years uh you know that that's that's saying something but you know, the flip side is, again, just same with the Dallas. We're not around them every day. You don't know how, you know, how are the players relating to the coach, all that kind of thing. And, you know, sometimes no matter how much the team is winning or losing, that stuff gets fractured somehow. You don't really know. But, uh, yeah, if they had gone out early, then it seemed like it was definite he was going to be gone based on all the rumors. Now, you know, you certainly think, you know, they got a good reason if you're going to make the move. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in this round here if they don't make it. 
Yeah, might have he might have earned his his stay another year. We'll have to see. We'll see how the NBA playoffs wrap up. Um, I, I like the Bucks to win as well, Brian. <laughs> I, I think I think Giannis has something to prove to us as viewers. Um, and and that's about it for me because that that narrative is strong enough uh, as as you were saying about Giannis's work ethic to to be it for me. So I'm with you there. Yeah, either way, we're going to get a great story. Like if, you know, if it's the Bucks against, you know, the Suns, uh, you know, the Suns finally getting there, Chris Paul finally getting a shot. Uh, you know, if it's the Clippers, the Clippers and finally getting their finals chance. I mean, and if it's Atlanta, you know, same thing, a team that hasn't been in the finals in whatever it is, 50 years. So, uh, you know, no matter what, we're going to get a great story and hopefully the fans will tune in because it's not, you know, as we said earlier, the guys they're used to seeing. But, uh, you know, these are guys who are going to be fun to watch, I think, whoever it turns out to be. Absolutely. And for the next decade plus, uh, this is this is going to be good. I'm excited as a basketball fan. Brian, we, we thank you a million for taking the time to join us on today's show. It was nothing short of fantastic to, to pick your brain, grab your perspectives on everything going on. We really appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I love chatting with you guys.